This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose, or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So the games are coming thick and fast, the Blues now, and as the Christmas period approaches, there's lots of games to look forward to. Next up is Cardiff at the uh, Cardiff City Stadium, and I'm joined here by Thomas from Sports Addict Corner. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. Um, we were just sort of speaking then before we went on about, you know, the fact that Birmingham's record is not too great at the moment, and we're coming off the back of a 2-0 defeat against Coventry City, which was shown live on Sky Sports on Friday. And uh, as for you guys, sort of your form at the moment, it's been a bit up and down in seventh place at the moment, doing pretty well this season. So how do you sort of summarise how things have gone? It's been pretty mental, um, in all honesty, um, especially how like the last two years have gone. Um, we were just hoping that we could have, uh, not boring, but just like a, you know, just a season where we're kind of, we're kept out of the headlines for stuff on and off the pitch. Um, and like, maybe like a 12th place finish uh, just to like steady the ship after two absolutely mental years, you know, um, just to like, you know, just get a little bit of normality back. But um, yeah, we've massively exceeded uh, quite a lot of expectation um, from not only uh, ourselves, but I think probably from the rest of the league as well. Um, I think when you look at, you know, how the club was last year, how we stayed up only really by the skin of our teeth um appointed a new manager that nobody'd really heard of um, and mixed in with the transfer ban that we had in the summer. Um, you know, you can kind of see why people thought maybe we'd be a bit further down the table, maybe a bit closer to a bit of a relegation scrap. But um, no, yeah, it's been it's been great so far. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seventh place, you're on, what, 30 points at the moment and you're six points better off, you know, this season than you were this time last season. So it's looking good for you guys. And um, in terms of, obviously, you spoke about the manager there, Errol Ballou, like coming in in June, bit of an unknown entity sort of to people outside of, you know, Turkey, because that's where he sort of came from. So what have you sort of seen from him so far that has made you sort of think, wow, this guy could maybe take us into the playoffs because seventh place at the moment, you never know. He's brought a bit of identity back to the club. Um, you know, he's just completely taken like a duck to water. Um He's, you know, he's so passionate about the team. Um, I think in a weird way, it sort of helped that we were under a bit of a transfer ban in the summer um, so that we had to be kind of a little bit more careful um, 
in terms of what we do in the market. Uh, you know, we have to make use of the free agency market. Um, we have to be careful in terms of loan market because you only get so many players you can get on loan. And no, honestly, I don't think we could have done much better um, if we had cash to spend. You know, it would have been nice to get one or two uh, bodies through as well. And maybe it's, you know, we've kind of up and down in form a little bit. Um, nothing as crazy as last year uh, or the years prior. You know, sometimes there's a few times where we've like lost two games in a row and had the odd boring nil-nil draw where, you know, maybe if there was just another person um, to come in, maybe they could have turned those into wins or draws. Um, but yeah, he's just, you know, he's completely just engulfed like what it is to be a Cardiff City manager. Uh, he loves the team. He's made the team his own, uh, which is a bit of a problem bad with a few other coaches. Like, I don't think they really knew who their best starting eleven was uh, at times. Um, but, you know, his, his personality is just so infectious. The passion he has for the game is amazing. And, you know, it's just, and it shows with just little things as well. So, like, the week before the Swansea game, um, he went into a pub called the City Arms in Cardiff, um, and he just, like, chatted to the fans there. Um, and, like, you know, he's always just, like, happy to chat to the supporters as well, whether he's walking about town, whether he's, you know, in a restaurant, wherever. So, um, you know, he's really taken to Cardiff and... You know, we've just completely embraced him as well. So it, it feels for the first time in forever, it's weird. Um, it feels like we're actually, there's a good bit of rapport between us. There's a, like a good feeling between um, the club and the fans again. Mm, exactly. And I think it's one of the things that Birmingham fans can relate to in the fact that sort of when the ownership is so sort of far off in their own way, that then establishing a connection between the manager and the sort of fans is a bit hard because obviously the manager has his hands tied behind his back for, you know, reasons that were out of his control, obviously, with you guys, you know, having your thing in the summer. But despite that, I mean, you've brought in some decent players. I mean, Aaron Ramsey, obviously, a bit of an emotional reunion, albeit not having played too much recently because of his injury and um, sort of replacing the goals from last season because, sorry, Cabo was your sort of goal scorer last season. We were interested in him in the summer, actually, but he decided to go to Spain. I, I know I'd rather choose between Birmingham and Las Palmas. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, in terms of like your sort of goals this season, top goal scorer in all competitions is a Tete. Um, how, how have you sort of gone with like replacing the goals that Cabba had to what you've got now? I I like what we've done. Um, so instead of having like one out and out player that we're relying on every time uh, for goals, it's a little bit more shared now. So like we don't have that one like 20 goal a season striker. Um but we've got enough attacking players and midfielders uh, who can contribute to goals uh, as and when they need to. Um, and they, our defenders are scoring more as well. So Dimitrios Gutas and Perry NG, uh, they've scored a few for us this season as well. Um, and we're making use of set pieces again, um, which last year we were woeful. Like we were so bad at set piece. We very, very rarely um, scored from corners or free kicks. And when you know, when it's Cardiff, a team that it has been known for a while to kind of make the most of set pieces, uh, especially in the last promotion year uh, when we went up under Neil Warnock. Um, I think we were, I think we scored the most uh, from set pieces in the league that season. So, you know, that kind of thing that, you know, it's Cardiff, of course, they're going to be good at set pieces. It's who they are, it's what they do, you know, to get that back along with this kind of new style of play. Um that we can afford to have now with the recruitment uh, that we've done and, you know, the exciting players that we've been able to bring in. 
um it's it means that we have like two kind of options now so we can rely on the set piece as was the case on saturday against millwall when things aren't quite going that great when it's a little bit scrappy but we can actually create goals from open play as well um so you know like i wanted us to re-sign carver in the summer i thought it was going to be a little bit pie in the sky i thought it was just a bit of wishful thinking but part of me thought oh you know what if like maybe if he wasn't in the last year of his contract maybe we could have got him on loan again or uh, maybe like loan with obligation to buy in january or something but um you know wasn't to be um but you know they say don't never fall in love with a loan signing because you're just gonna end up getting hurt in the long run and he was absolutely just textbook definition of that i mean blues fans we've had that quite a lot recently with loan players sort of you know bringing them in and then they go back to their parent clubs and like oh if only we hadn't for another season or two what would what could we do really but um yeah i mean con considering sort of what you're saying about the basics as well you know the warlock season you were saying about when you weren't up but just about getting the fundamentals right really i think one of the things that Cardiff have done well this season in defense is like the clean sheets because uh, ulrich's got six clean sheets this season how much has that sort of contributed to Cardiff's rise in the table i think he's been brilliant um he's not really playing at the minute he's not started the last few games um renaissance uh played uh quite a bit more um i don't know i think maybe arsenal have been in touch to say that they want him to play more otherwise they're just going to cancel alone and um like you know how it gets with the big clubs like that so maybe it's that sort of thing so you know there was one or two games where alnwick's not been amazing but even still you know he's won us so many points this year um and i think kind of having that sort of uh keeper who you can you know that you're confident in and you can put your trust in and you know now we have kind of like an established uh back four um which we didn't really have at times last season um everything just feels a lot more solid and i think you know going back to that kind of being good at defending has been just so crucial uh, for us this year and then you know when you can mix that as well with some newer ideas uh about like more kind of counter-attacking and attacking play um you know it, it kind of just morphs up into something quite exciting um that we've not really seen for a while at cardiff mm, i think that's one of the things that blues fans get frustrated with at the moment in the fact that obviously since we took over our defense has just been leaking so many goals left right and center one of the things we were good at at the start of the season is just the fundamentals, you know, the basics at the back, you know, this this stuff where, like, Eustace, we were pretty solid at the back. Ruddy was keeping clean sheets, but now all of a sudden he looks so shaky in goal. And it's one of the things that we're, like, so worried about heading into the games now because we're trying to sort of do this thing where we sort of play from the back. And if that doesn't work, we get caught out with other teams pressing us. And it's one of the things where there's a bit of cause for concern there. But in terms of sort of the game on Wednesday, I mean, the last time we beat Cardiff in Cardiff was 2008. So it's a long time since we've beat you guys. Long? Yes, yeah. Wow. I mean, 10, games, 10, 10 games since we beat you full stop. Like last time was 2017. And you guys really beat us this season in the League Cup. So, I mean, you've got pretty good record against us. But um, in, in terms of sort of past fixtures between Birmingham and Cardiff, what can you kind of remember from them? I remember, it's weird. It always seems like we, like, it could be completely wrong, but it always seems like we only ever play you guys at the end of the season or this time of year like i don't really remember playing birmingham at a time that wasn't like march or april or around christmas like it's it's so strange like that but even with that record like 
I, I'm never 100% confident whenever we play you guys. So it's just, you know, when growing up, like when younger watching us lose like one nil either at your place um, or just not playing particularly well against you guys. So it's one that always kind of like gets me a little bit. And it's, you know, the promotion season was just textbook that um, when we played you guys at Cardiff City Stadium, uh, we were absolutely flying three nil up at half time. Even when I'm stood there, I'm like, I'm, I'm still not a hundred percent confident. Yeah, and I ended up being three two in the end. So uh, it got it got closer than it needed to be. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's like you know, we all have those teams where we're just not ever really that confident uh, whenever we're playing them, regardless of like form or whatever. But um, even you know, even with we have a decent record, we're not particularly a bogey team as such. Or it's just I, it's just all my memories of watching. Cardiff and Birmingham is just us being not that great. So yeah, it's it's, it's just one of those weird fixtures. Mm, and I, I I seem to remember actually that season where you got promoted. We done you a favour on the final day yes. by uh, beating yeah. Fulham. So it meant that you guys went up automatically, and then Fulham went up through the playoffs eventually. But um, I mean, those times sort of when we were scrapping down the bottom, relegation battles are kind of looking over our shoulder again, thinking. Oh God, you know, another relegation battle incoming. But for you guys, I mean, last season you were what, twenty first in the league? And then this season seventh place. So you're not going to be looking over your shoulder, you're going to be looking upwards. So how does that feel like all of a sudden to be looking sort of at those playoff positions again, thinking, right, we've got a chance here? Yeah, it's crazy, you know. Um I didn't see this coming at all. Like, you know, I thought we'd be probably mid table, um, maybe lower end of mid table, uh like around the 12th or 13th. And I've been happy with that because it's like, you know, as long as it's not a relegation scrap going into the Christmas period, that that will do me fine. And then maybe we can push for like maybe a plucky ninth um, come the end of the season with some more bodies in in January. But now all of a sudden it's like, right, so who can we actually get in January? Who's a like a bigger name that we think, you know, could make us genuinely challenge for the playoffs this year? And it's, it is a very strange position to be in. Um, I think just because out of like how unexpected it all was, so like, I think part of me was like, oh yeah, we if we properly get it all together, then we could probably challenge for the playoffs this year. But that was, I was kind of just saying that with my heart, whereas in my head is like, you know, if we get top half, then that would be amazing. And then maybe next season we can think about starting to push for the playoffs a little bit. So it's like just matter how your mentality and your outlook on what I want us to do uh, in the transfer window now in January is just completely switched with, you know, just a half a season so far. Like it's, it's, it still doesn't feel real. Uh, it like, it feels like I'm just going to wake up in a minute and we're going to be, I don't know, like 20th or something. Yeah. And it's one of the things with football, isn't it? Where like one moment you're sort of down the bottom and the next you're up and that's the championship in general. I think the way that the league can change so much, but, you speak about sort of January in the transfer window. Um, we've had actually a statement today from Gary Cook, our CEO, saying to believe in the current crop of players. And that makes me a little bit worried because I was thinking in January that perhaps Rooney was going to bring in some of his own players. But in terms of what you're expecting in January, like what positions maybe could Cardiff strengthen in? I mean, obviously, I know you've got what's happening at the moment with the restrictions, but what do you think you can do in January to really solidify yourself as playoff contenders? Uh, I think we, it seems a bit harsh, but I think we do need to kind of go for an established striker um like it's a position we've had quite a few players uh dip in and out of all season um but i think if you have that one kind of 
consistent striker who's performing week in, week out, getting the goals. The name that keeps getting rumoured is Kiefer Moore. Um, whether that happens, I don't know. Like, I really hope it does for Cardiff and Wales' sake. Um, I think if we can really get, if we can get him in this team, um, there's a couple of Welsh internationals anyway, um, with Ramsey and Ruben Colwell when he plays. I think if they can start to build that little bit of, you know, a link with each other and with the other players we have around him as well, I think he could be great for us. And I think a striker like Kiefer Moore, who's done it at this level before, it's, you know, it could be the difference to maybe finishing like ninth or tenth and making a genuine push for the playoffs. Um, so I think we need to kind of get a striker of that kind of calibre to come in in January. Keith Moore would be a great one, wouldn't it? Heartfelt reunion at Cardiff. Oh, I'd love so much. <laughs> one of the things where like, you really want it to work out for him, not just for Cardiff's sake, but for Wales' sake as well. Yeah. And sort of talking about Wales, one of our players, Jordan James, um, sent midfielder that's come into form recently for Birmingham Welsh International. Um, what have you sort of thought about him watching him play for the country? I think he's been brilliant. Um, I think he's an absolutely outstanding player. Um, he's, you know, he's so mature. Uh, for his age uh, i can seriously see him being a part of that wales midfield for a long time um along with ethan ampadu um i think in the in the short time that you know he's been uh, appearing for wales he's always one of the standout players on the pitch in my opinion and yeah hopefully he can you know keep playing for Birmingham and he can produce some of those performances for Wales as well, especially with the playoffs coming up in March. And um but yeah, no, I really rate I really rate Jordan. I think he's a really, really good player. And that's one of the players you really want to succeed because of the fact that he's still pretty young, having come through our academy system and then obviously representing Wales on international level already just at 19 years of age. So it's just a fantastic story. But um in terms of sort of what we can expect from Wednesday, what kind of game are you thinking is going to pan out like is it going to be sort of possession based where one team dominates the ball or is it going to be a bit of a back and forth i can see it being a bit of a back and forth in all honesty um i think we're probably at our strongest um when we're a little bit uh, more attacking um or even just on the counter-attack you know we play quite a bit on the counter-attack but play the ball quite quick as well so when we went away to Huddersfield, we won four nil. Like we it was we played quite a bit on the counter there, um, attacked when we needed to, but just made it count. So um I think it could probably be a bit similar to that. Um quite textbook Cardiff that we've seen all year really. Um I think kind of finding that right balance of you know, just keeping the ball and knowing when to attack rather than what we saw last year where, you know, we'd attack but just weren't producing anything. Uh, in front of goals because we even though we we lost a lot we very rarely got battered um i think our biggest loss in the league was 4-0 last year um or 4-1 maybe away to sheffield united towards the end of the season um so it was always just like one nils or two nils or two ones which were just frustrating because you know the chances we were wasting back then um and that's hopefully the thing of the past now or it's looking like it's the thing of the past so um yeah, I think we'll probably see like probably fairly similar uh, possession stats um, and probably Cardiff trying to create a few attacks.
And you speak about goal lines, uh, goal score lines there. What is your score prediction for the game? Um, I think we'll win. Um, you know, again, is that it's the whole Birmingham thing? Like I've seen us play so badly against you guys so much. Like it's just, I think you guys will still win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think we'll win. Um, I'd like to see us uh, get a couple of goals. Um, so I'm going to say 3-1 to Cardiff. Mm, I'm, I'm going for a Cardiff win as well. It's one of those things where I hate predicting my team to lose, right? But just in recent games, morale's just gone down a bit. And I'm hoping that the players can prove me wrong because it often is with Birmingham the case where when you least expect it, they deliver a result. And I mean, with the record we've got against Cardiff, also in Cardiff as well, the fact that we've got a dreadful record there as well, I'm hoping for my sake that... Um, the game proved me wrong, but obviously with you guys, you know, a win would probably take you into the top six, wouldn't it? Because you're level on points in, with sixth place at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, we're level with Hull. I think Hull is sixth at the minute. Mm, I think West Brom might be up there as well, so yeah. round about sort of them teams. But yeah, it's been a fantastic chat, Thomas. Um, great to chat to you, and um, I'm sure we'll sort of have plenty of content coming out around the sort of time of the game. We've also got a live reaction with Tommy doing that, so um just yeah if you want to shout out anything thomas that's happening sort of on your channel anything that you're up to at the moment yeah so um i have a website which is more just generally sports based um called sport addicts corner uh, i do a bit of football on there but i also do a lot of rugby uh boxing nfl uh just general sports bits um and i'm putting together a bit more of a structured plan for next year to get out more content because i i slacked a bit towards the uh, back end of this year so, um, yeah, hopefully there'll be more exciting things coming in 2024. Well, you've got a fantastic reason to now of Cardiff doing so well. So oh, hell look, yeah. forward to, <laughs> look forward to seeing some stuff on your website. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Thomas. It was a brilliant chat. Uh, make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, and wrap to the video. And uh, most importantly, keep right on. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.